welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk a little bit more about sin. And the part about sin we want to talk about is we want to bring sin away from this nebulous view that our modern church wants to look at it as and bring it back into something real, something we actually do, a specific thing. So a lot of your modern churches want to take the concept of sin and, and we start out, you know, we all know we sin, we all know we do bad jobs, we all know we disobey, but oftentimes these pastors don't want to pin down what sin is. And scripture does tell us a lot about sin. And the, the reason it's so important is because until you come to grasp, not with just this nebulous, sure, we're all sinners, but coming to the grips with actual, real sin in your life, you will not see a need for a Savior. And without this need for a Savior, you will see no reason to really repent and come to Christ. And repentance is that first step. Repentance is so critically important that we repent. Repent means to turn around and to agree with God. We are going the world's ways. As Paul says, walking no longer as the Gentiles walk. How do the Gentiles walk? They don't care what sin is. They look out and see sin out there. They don't, I mean, they don't even look at what sin is. But then this modern evangelicalism starts to look at sin and say, well, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. But no one wants to point specific sins out. And I've seen churches like this where, you know, there's people that are like living together in the church and nobody says anything about it. That's the type of clear sin. A lot of it is our human nature. We don't want to be confrontational. We want to be nice. We want to be polite. But I want to indicate that the scripture even talks to us about being blatant with understanding our sin. Not that we run around pointing our fingers at others, but remember these three fingers that are always pointing back at us. Okay? We are sinners, but what we have to do is come to a firm understanding of what sin is in our life, what real sin is. Now, what I thought was interesting here is from the book of Mark, chapter 6. Now, this actually deals with John the Baptist. So when uh, John's out, actually out there and he's preaching a message of repentance, he's telling people, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. So critically important. Repent. All right. And so Herod, though, doesn't like some of his message. And it says here in uh, Mark 6, 17, For Herod himself had sent and had John arrested and bound in prison on account for Herodias, his wife, uh, the wife of his brother Philip, because he had married her. So Herod had married his brother's wife. John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your wife's brother. So John is pointing a specific sin out. Herod, you are engaging in this specific sin. This specific sin. And that's how we have to get in our own life, is that to repent, we have to have a firm understanding, not some nebulous idea of, oh, of course I sin. Give me an example. Well, hmm, I don't know. You know, we all sin. No, it's a specific thing. On X day, on X month, I did X thing, and I know that that is wrong. Now, are we supposed to go out and tell our whole sins to the whole world? Generally, no. 
any church, and there are some church denominations that want you to confess your sins to them so that, you know, either you can be forgiven by them or in some cases there's a cult out there that likes to collect your sins so that they can use them against you if you ever choose to leave the cult. You don't need to confess your sins out to anybody. Now, if you have actually specifically wronged somebody, yes, you need to apologize to them. Let them know that that is sin. You acknowledge that as sin and you acknowledge that that was wrong. Now, if it's some bad, bad sin, you know, you've killed their mother or something, you probably don't want to do it to their face. You know, writing a letter or using an intermediary, you know, going through a lawyer or a pastor or whatever else is a better approach. If it's just some, you know, little sin, if it's stealing, you can repent of that sin as you pay them back for it. You know, these are very specific things. Now, how do we know and understand what sin is? Well, we have to know our Bibles. This is why it's so important and why I dwell so much on reading the scripture, which is something that sadly a lot in modern evangelical doesn't even read their Bibles. They don't understand what sin is. Like some of the basic things our culture deals with are very clearly spelled out. You know, if you look in, um, if you look in Ephesians chapter 4, if I can flip to Ephesians, I keep on flipping around it. <laughs> flip over to Ephesians chapter 4, and you look down here at the bottom, starting in verse 25. Lay aside falsehood, speak the truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Do not be angry, and yet, uh, excuse me, be angry, yet do not sin in your anger. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing in his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with the one who is in need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, such as that such a word is good for edification according to the need of the moment, and it will have, uh, give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Okay, so there's some very specific things that are being called out here in the church. We have very specific things that we need to do, that we need to understand. Now, some things are not as clear cut. The scripture deals with these as well, gray area decisions. In Romans and in 1 Corinthians, there's places where he talks about gray area decisions, which are important. We need to understand these, but we have to start with a firm understanding of what God's word says. Only then can we understand what the depth of sin is. In fact, uh, Paul says a very similar thing in Romans chapter 7. i got to find it. I didn't pull this verse out. Um, starting in verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold into bondage of sin. For what I am doing I do not understand, for I am practicing what I, would like to, uh, what I would like to do. Excuse me. I am not practicing what I'd like to do, but I am doing the very things I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. See, see now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin dwells within me. For I know nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for the willing, uh, for the willing is present in me, but in doing of good is not. Okay, but he goes on, uh, I think he actually goes a little bit before that talking about um, yeah, verse 7, chapter Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not know, uh, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known anything about coveting if the law had, said, had not said thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. So, 
Paul is basically saying that, that through the word, we understand what sin is, but sometimes understanding what that sin is, our human nature likes to dwell on that sin. But when we want to cast that off of ourselves, when we want to instead follow the law of God, we have to start by understanding what the law of God is. And that's where Paul goes back full circle saying that, yes, we need to understand it. We need to understand what sin is. And only when you understand what sin is, what specific sin is, what direct sin is, what exact sin is, and how you have done it, only then can you come to an understanding of repenting. So once you've come to the grips of your sin, you repent of your sin, you agree with God that it is a sin, even though it doesn't necessarily immediately, the desire doesn't immediately come out of you, that's okay. But agreeing with God is that first step. Following God is to repent and then ask Christ then to save you. Then you have the measure of grace. Grace bridges what we know we need to do and what we are unable, incapable of doing. That is why sin is so important to understand. So take some time this week, reflect on your life, reflect on what real sin is, and repent of that real sin directly before God. Pray over that. Pray over that to God. So let me know what you think. So you can follow along and uh, help support the channel by having a look at the books I have available. My fourth book, uh, Josiah's Sanctification, is now out. Uh, it is on Amazon right now. I'm doing pre-orders on my website, and we will be shipping that out to all the different uh, distribution networks pretty soon. And I have another book coming along. Have a look out uh, at the website for the beta, uh, beta program information on that. So uh, with that being said, thanks for coming along. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.